This podcast is rated N for no chill. Uh, we, we don't do that here. Hey, kick the stereotypes. Forget what you thought you knew before you got here. Unless you already know for sure what you already know. <laughs> we got spirit, we got business, we got tarot talks, we got spirit walks. But most of all, I'm chilling right now, but we got no chill. I'm Jace, the creator of Ospiri, the new platform for finding authentic, incredible energy healers, astrologers, tarot readers, and much more spiritual service providers across the board. But on this podcast, we have discussions. Discussions that spark thought, things I think to myself, things that I share with you guys. So let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Ospiri Tarot Talks and Spirit Walks. I am your host, Jace Bray, and if you're new to the show, just a quick reminder, Spirit Walks are not actual literal walks, but walks that we take along our path and along our journey. So a lot of times you might hear me say, if I'm talking to me, I'm talking to you. It's something that will help, you know, walk our spirits along the journey that we have. Um, tarot talks are more so talks and discussions we'll have with readers, healers, uh, spiritual people that have some type of message to kind of expand awareness with the collective. So um, that's why we're here. That's what we're going to keep doing. Monday through Thursday, you'll be able to catch our spirit walks on friday we will have our tarot talk so did you peep the last episode with shay and spirituality um i really hope you did because that was a great topic that i feel like so many people can relate to even if you've never watched anime before day in your life even if you have never watched anime ever in the history of ever. If, if you listen to that discussion, you understand or know, I know whether people want to admit it or not, every single person I have ever come across has had some type of experience with some type of dark entity that they either tried to convince themselves didn't exist or they knew good and damn well it did exist, but it's not something they felt t- comfortable talking about because they'd be considered crazy. Okay, so, you know, even in discussing, you know, these, these dark entities that can't necessarily be seen with the eyes. This is why, or not, I won't say this is why, but this is one of the reasons why of many that I wrote the book, Men With No Noses, because if you've had an experience with a dark entity, well, I feel like that almost came off like a uh, <laughs> like a pharmaceutical commercial. <laughs> Have you had an experience with a dark entity? Do you experience tingling in the toes? <laughs> let me let me stop playing. Let me stop playing. But no, this is why I wrote the book, Men With No Noses, or one of the reasons why. Because if, if thousands of people Let's say a thousand people have no nose and 12 people do have a nose. 12 people will have the ability to smell scents. They will know what smells smell like. 
And if they're scattered across the thousand people and they don't know each other, well, then you're in a spot where a thousand people be like, smells, that doesn't exist. You're crazy. Let me tell you why you're wrong about this and let us tell you why we're right. So you got a thousand to twelve. You're being called stupid or slow or crazy or all these things because you have an experience of smells that nobody else has. You get what I'm saying? So when you're in this world and you're in this environment of dealing with smells or dealing with something that other people don't understand, they'll give you the science and logical explanation of something based on their limits. But their limits or limited science is limited to five senses. Take away one of their senses, they can no longer observe. And you can tell when somebody's limited to science or ignorance when they're only repeating what other people have told them. You're not a subject expert on a matter if you're speaking from what somebody else told you because somebody else made something make sense from their scientific perspective that they used from, you know, reviewing things from their limited observations, something limited such as sight. You know what I mean? So even if they study things through a technique, uh, through a way that uses technology, that study of things is still very limited to what they can observe through eyes, touch, feel, taste, and smell. You get what I'm saying? So if you take away those five senses, what is science without five senses? Nothing, because nothing a scientist observes can be observed, explained, demonstrated, or tested if they don't have five senses. I'm not saying there can't be a blind scientist. They still have more other, they have other senses that they can use, but there'd be no way to communicate or use any type of scientific observation if you took away somebody's senses. That being said, if there is something that's observable outside of five senses, man is very limited to that. And again, if you're following with what happens if I just take smells away, you now have a whole world that does not understand something just because they don't have a sense of smell. Now, to flip this over into the sixth sense, um, again, he could see dead people, but he was dead himself. Spoiler alert, my bad. I figured everybody saw that movie by now. But either way, um, uh, imagine if he wasn't dead. He would have the sixth sense ability to see um what else was there beyond, you know, a certain scope of what was shown or thought to be available in a 3D reality. And I say all of this because in the last episode, we did talk about other entities. We did talk about something um, that was revealed as buhags. We did talk about certain things um, in an area where a lot of people just aren't comfortable talking with because they're deemed as crazy. And a lot of people genuinely just don't have any experience of, but even if they don't have those experiences, it does not discredit the people who do. And the people who do aren't just all coming to the same conclusions because they're imagining something. The people who do aren't just jumping through that because, um, you know, or picking up things out of nowhere. And something that I wanted to kind of correlate, you know, not just, you know, through my book, but, you know, in anime as a whole is that anime actually tells a lot of these stories and tells a lot of these things that spirituality is uncovering within their storylines. Anime is actually touching pieces of things that actually exist um, that the world has, you know, 
is just now, I won't say just now, is becoming more comfortable with accepting to a degree. And it's it's almost like a way. Anime, to me, is one of the most overall, one of the most, I don't want to say most spiritual shows, but when it comes to, it, it, if people, if, if a, a spiritual group of people started to put out content to get their messages out there, anime would be one of those ways that they do so. Um, and just to stick on the subject of entities, um, on the last episode, we talked about Bleach. And with Bleach, there's some uh, entities that's called Hollows, right? And Hollows are um, other dimensional. So you could be in another dimension, uh, or not other dimension. Hollows are other dimensional. And when you start to get into these spaces, you have people who are sensitive to spiritual energy, um, people who are targeted by hollows when they have a high spiritual energy. So a lot of these things go on right in front of people's noses and they don't know because they can't see because they're limited to their five senses. And then, um, you know, we mentioned Death Note with Shinigami. The Shinigami could be standing right over you and you wouldn't even know. You know what I mean? But beings like this exist, you know, and one of the reasons why I would, you know, just use this this segment to recommend watching anime is because I'm noticing more spiritual people find at home pieces, um, not completely, but pieces of feelings of at home, homeness and understanding with what's being revealed in certain animes, but you do have to under uncover them and you might find some gems or some pieces of home in, in a, sh a show or animate that you would never expect. So you just have to discover, you just have to watch, um, you know, with an open mind and just let something come to you. I don't watch anime with the idea of, Oh, what spiritual gem am I going to get today? No, I watch it because I genuinely enjoy it. However, what becomes even more enjoyable is when they start dropping real world, real ass history, real facts. Like, man, even art, just just to, you know, people, sheesh, I don't want to go too far ahead. But just how, all right, so we can use Baki, for instance. A lot of guys like, you know, Grappler Baki. It's a violent show. It's, um, it, it's a fight show. It's about fighting. However... Um, in the last season of Baki, the way he trained during shadow boxing was insane because he used a meditation to train. And not only did he just use a, me a meditation to train, he was able to uh, meditate so clearly and so severely and so epically that he can manifest an illusion of what he needed to fight to train and make himself better, that what he imagined became a part of his reality in the course of his meditation. So he would train and fight against his imagination while meditating to make himself a better fighter. And then he just whooped people's asses in real life. <laughs> like, it sounds crazy, but while while guys would just watch it and be like, damn, that's a cool way to train um, and just, you know, think nothing of it. The spiritual community would actually be able to observe the the different 
ways that they broke it down for a span of almost 10 minutes and explaining the different degrees of the manifestation and meditations that was going on. And they'd be able to use that in a more realistic way in a completely different environment, in a completely different manner that doesn't have anything to do with fighting people. You get what I'm saying? The the gems that were dropped in meditation alone during a fight show were surprising to me, yet made sense, and I understood. And I'm saying that the keys and gems that I was given for even meditation techniques or um, meditation practices in a fight show was something that would go over thousands of people's heads because they wouldn't even see it as meditation in the first place. They wouldn't even realize what was going on um, during his training of while he was shadow boxing. There was so many different degrees on how he could really fine-tune the mind. And that's why I say when spiritual people watch anime, it's almost like real witches and wizards watching um, Harry Potter. Because even if there's a fantasy aspect to Harry Potter, even if there is, you know, a fiction uh, aspect of Harry Potter, people who are really in the occult, people who really do practice magic with a K, people who really do identify as a witch or warlock because they understand certain principles or use certain laws of nature to their benefit or, you know, do things that people would not necessarily, they do things that muggles wouldn't understand. They, at the very least, as they watch Harry Potter, understand what muggles are. You get what I'm saying? And the muggles watching Harry Potter is not going to be the same as muggles watching Harry Potter is not going to be the same as a true witch or wizard watching Harry Potter because somebody that actually practices can actually pick up or just observe or even enjoy aspects from a view and understanding that muggles wouldn't understand. For example... Um, even, uh, with, with Harry Potter casting what Spectro, which I don't get me quoting wrong. I know the Harry Potter fans will jump on me, but, uh, Spectro Patronum or something of the sort, when he cast that light in the darkness to send away Dementors and the Dementors will feed on muggles and people can't actually, muggles can't, well, I won't even say though, the feed on muggles, they feed on people, they feed on, you know, everybody. People can't see or Mongols can't see Dementors, but Potter could, you know what I mean? And he has to cast light in the dark to make them leave in the first place. You get what I'm saying? And de- uh, Dementors would suck your energy. Now, it's really interesting how much the Dementors mirror and parallel the Buhags mentioned in other cultures. It really is interesting how the Dementors parallel certain things and other entities, uh, dark entities that are known to suck the life out of people or suck the life out of people's breath in other cultures. Like the, these things parallel. And when you're looking at it, 
from a perspective of fiction, a muggle can watch it and just be like, oh, that was a good movie. But when somebody with, you know, a little bit more experience under their wings, they can actually pinpoint sources where these ideas are coming from or understand that, yo, even if I don't know the source of where this come from, I recognize this is something I need to know or be aware of. And that's why I say spirituality in anime parallels very well. And people who are spiritual would have a, a more enjoyable time with um, watching anime opposed to mindless TV. Because one, it only takes about 20 minutes of your time to get through an episode, which is great. <laughs> but two... It feels or it it feels in a, a hunger for something of a little bit more substance relative to home and conversations that we don't get to have on a daily basis. Say some of this stuff. Or it, what what's amazing to me, really amazing to me, is we can't have some of these conversations without being called crazy. But on the flip side, everybody has an experience with the dark entity. And even if somebody's called crazy, nobody who crosses paths with somebody who really knows what they're doing, like really, 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 put it this way, a lot of people, muggles or not, won't touch a Ouija board. And if they do, they'll do it harmlessly. But they won't, if you ask somebody if you want to summon something dark that they found in a book, you know, and there's a ritual for it, and you have to draw a pentagram, and you start drawing on the ground, and you tell them stand in the middle of it, they're not going to do it. All of a sudden, you go from crazy to, nah, I'm good, because in the back of their mind, they know. <laughs> Whether they want to believe it or not. Anybody that calls you crazy. Draw a pentagram around them and tell them to stand in it while you do your thing. <laughs> They'll be like, nah, I'm good. I want to leave that alone. And so, for the non-muggles, anime. And so, oftentimes I'm at, all right, where should I start? Where should I start? What's, what's the first anime I should watch? Or where should I watch it? Um, you could probably watch it on VRV. Just type in VRV anime on Google. You'll probably pop it up. You'll be able to watch straight from there most of the time. But um, the first show, you know, that I'm recommending for people right now is Mushoku Tensei. And if you can't spell that, just um, type in jobless reincarnation and you can find it. And if you're here, I recommend jobless reincarnation because it's not necessarily uh, an anime for kids, but it does give you a well-rounded experience on um, just anime if you're new. You know what I mean? There's a little bit of an action aspect, but there's also a lot of bit of a, a story aspect. And it's something where if you've never watched anime before, you can see different levels. It doesn't get too deep, but I mean, it starts off with, you know, a reincarnation um, and that off rip. You know, if you're if you can't have conversations about reincarnation with 
muggles off rip you're dealing with a show um, about reincarnation and it starts as a child and he goes through life um, in a different world where they have magic abilities um, and again if you do certain things uh, magic is something that you might be able to relate to a little bit so overall it's it's something that I'd recommend for new people I'm, I just started watching it I, it's relatively new to me I won't I won't go back and tell you to watch some old classic. No, I'll, I'll tell you to watch what's current that I enjoy. Um, and that's what's current. And it's actually pretty damn good. I, I'd give it an 8 out of 10. And that's a hard grade for me to give. I'd give it an 8 out of 10. And it's easy digestible for just about anybody. So um, if you're spiritual and you still don't watch anime. But you're, you're looking to do something a little bit more. After the conversation with Shay. Um, I did think that we should talk about things a little bit more. Um, so, yeah, Travels Reincarnation, I'd recommend that. And if you have not followed Shay, I left her information. Um, I left her information in the title, so don't forget to follow her and show us uh, show some love that way. All right, I will catch you guys on the next episode. Later.